Greetings, adventure. Welcome to the D20 Academy podcast. I'm your host, Shalo Kaneshiro, and today is episode 29, Variants and the Future of Class Features. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of the D20 Academy podcast. I'm so excited you're here listening um, because this one uh, is something that I'm really excited to talk about, um, something that I've been thinking about and studying a lot recently. Um, Today I'll be talking about the most recent Unearthed Arcana and the class feature variants it provides and it focuses on. Um, If you're not really sure what I'm talking about yet, don't worry, I'll go over all of that right at the beginning of the the episode, right after this introduction. but I want to figure out what do these replacements and enhancements mean for the game, for dungeon masters and players. This thing that Wizards of the Coast has released with class feature variants, replacements, enhancements, all of that kind of stuff. What does it mean for Dungeons & Dragons 5th Edition, for the people who play it, and for the future of how 5th uh, Edition works, how it can be updated, all that kind of stuff. Um, it's, it's something that... You know, a lot of people have been kind of talking about recently, about the direction that 5th edition, you know, the directions that it can go now, how to solve some of the issues that that it's been having, Uh, and this new one of Thurkana that came out recently, and and the things that it provides, um, I think is really helping that that, that conversation, and I think there's there's a lot of interesting things that, that, uh, you know, we can talk about that has to do with um, this, this new stuff the Wizards of the Coast just provided. So... If you're still unaware what I'm talking about, don't worry. I'm gonna explain it right here in a second. But if you do know what I'm talking about, um, hopefully you can gain some more insight into the situation from this episode, and you know, hear my opinion on it. Um, you know, hear some other people's opinions on it from from the research that I've done, and figure out what you think about uh, what Wizards of the Coast is doing and the future of not just class features, but Fifth Edition as a whole. Okay, real quick, I want to give an overview on what Unearthed Arcana is and what the heck I'm talking about. Um, if you're unaware, um, Unearthed Arcana is kind of this newsletter, article uh, kind of thing that they release, I think about once a month, I'm not really sure, but Wizards of the Coast releases these things fairly, fairly regularly, um, and their PDFs are typically about, uh, you know, like three to four pages maybe, um, and it provides some new playtest material for 5th edition. Um, mostly it's new subclasses, um, sometimes it's like new races or new feats, uh, things like that. Um, it's really cool, um, definitely for people who want to be you know, playing different kind of themed characters that the subclasses uh, that aren't provided for them in the core rulebook or any of the extra books that, that Wizards of the Coast has published. Um, so they release these things called Unearthed Arcana, these PDFs, um, these articles that have these new options um, for subclasses and or, or spells and some new spells, new feats, whatever it is. Um, however, keeping in mind that this is all playtest material, so all the stuff that uh, that they release in Unearthed Arcana is unofficial material. Um, you can't use for any official Dungeons & Dragons event, like Adventures League or anything. Um, and also, all the stuff they, they release on Unearthed Arcana may not be super balanced. Um, because it's just meant to put out into the community. The community can play test and they get feedback, see if they can tweak it a little bit, just scrap it all together, or maybe fix it, and then maybe include it in the next official Dungeons & Dragons supplement for, you know, adding new subclasses and stuff, like like what Xanathar's Guide... Uh, sorry, uh, Xanathar, yeah, Xanathar's Guide to Everything was. Um, that's kind of what Unearthed Arcana is. Um, they're always super interesting, really cool. 
So go ahead and, and check those out. They release them fairly regularly, like I said. And uh, I, I basically always like the stuff that they include. Um, so uh, if you don't really keep up with that, I, I encourage you to, to go look at that. Definitely if you're a player, you want more options, subclasses, all that kind of stuff. And if you're a DM, um, you know, being able to provide this th these new options to your players and such and being able to use these things in your own game for inspiration or whatever it is. Um, I just I really like what they're doing with Unearthed Arcana. I really like that it's a thing um, and that they, they do it uh, very regularly. So uh, if you're not really keeping up with that, I, I would suggest going ahead and, and researching it, looking at, at some of the articles that they've, they've released for Unearthed Arcana because I think it is, uh, it's really cool and really interesting. Now, uh, I need to talk about the previous Unearthed Arcana, the one that they just released um, maybe like a, like a, a couple days or, or a week ago. Um, it's kind of a, a pretty big one. Um, deviating a little bit from what they usually do, which is new subclasses, new spells. Um, <clears throat> it's kind of a whole revamp, uh, actually. It's, it's a pretty big Unearthed Arcana. And it's 13 pages, uh, which is which is pretty, pretty fat for, for Unearthed Arcana. Um, and it is class feature variants. What that means is, um, is that there's kind of alternative... Uh, um, more options and stuff that has to do with class features for the, for the core classes. Um, features that replace or enhance the normal features of, of the core classes. Um, all that kind of stuff. Uh, it, it, it does a number of things. Um, one of the biggest things is it provides more options and more versatility for players, especially more experienced and veteran players who want uh, that that more you know more options, more versatility in their game and in in character creation, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then also some enhancements to help balance out the game a little bit, actually. And um, uh, you know the classes. I don't know if if you've played a lot or or you've really been able to see all all the classes in action in fifth edition but they're not all super balanced so this document also provides some things to help fix out the kinks and all that kind of stuff um it's really interesting there's a lot to talk about there's some stuff that i love about it some stuff that i don't love about it um and i think it's very interesting and i think it, it's such a big uh event um and i think it's going to make a big impact and spark lots of conversation um in the D, &D community um, because of what it means for 5th edition and the future of, of class features and all of that. Um, so, um, let me give you some more examples, kind of get to the details of what the document has in it, um, so you kind of understand what I'm talking about. Um, for example, the first thing that it provides is an ability called uh, proficiency versatility. Now, this is something called an enhancement. Um, what, what this means is it is a feature that enhances a, a feature that already exists. Um, so it just adds something onto it. Um, so there's lots of enhances in this document. And the other thing they provide are replacements, which are features that completely replace another feature. So when you get to that level, you can choose between either taking the regular feature in the core class or taking this replacement feature. Um, so I'm going to talk a little bit more about how to actually implement this in your game and the things that this provides in your game uh, near to the end of the episode. Um, but first, I'm just going to kind of break down some some of the, the, the examples, give you some examples of what it provides. The first thing is proficiency versatility. Now, this enhances the ability score improvement um, feature. So, at like 4th level and 8th level and 12th level, all that kind of stuff, um, you get an ability score improvement, right? You can increase your ability, uh, 2 ability scores by 1 or 1 ability score by 2, um, or just take a feat, um, 
obviously this is a big part of of of, of every single class. Um, fighters get a couple more ability score improvements than any of the other classes. Um, but uh, this proficiency versatility feature enhances that by uh, giving you the ability to, when you get an ability score improvement, you also have the option to lose proficiency in one of your skills and gain it in a different skill. Um, so I think that's really cool. Uh, I, I like that a lot. I'll talk about why I like it in a second. Uh, but that's kind of, that's the first example, the first thing on the document. Um, obviously, this is for like every class. Every class has ability score improvements. So this affects every single class. And that's an enhancement. Okay, now going into the Barbarian. Uh, I'm not going to detail every single thing they get. Um, they just get two diff little uh, replacements. The first is something called Survival Instincts, which replaces the Danger Sense uh, class feature. You get a second level. Um, so instead of getting that bonus to uh, dexterity saving throws to avoid traps and all that kind of stuff, instead you get kind of uh, expertise. Uh, you get to choose a couple skills, get increased proficiency bonus to those skills, uh, just get especially good at, the, good, good at those skills. Um, and then the other one is Instinctive Pounce. It replaces the fast movement class feature uh, that you get at 5th level for being a bar barbarian. So instead of getting those, those extra feet of movement, you now gain the ability to... Um, kind of, it's kind of this tactical thing uh, to use a reaction to move up uh, to a creature who moves within your reach. Um, to It's just kind of like a tactical thing to do in combat to be able to move around the battlefield and, and charge up towards uh, opponents coming your way. So, not a lot for the Barbarian. Uh, but next we have um, some improved inspiration for Bards. Now, all the spellcasting classes also get improved, uh, expanded spell lists, new spells, that are added to their spell list. Um, so these are new spells that you'll, you'll be able to cast uh, or, or learn or prepare, whatever it is, depending on, on the class that you play. A couple of these are from Xanathar's Guide, um, but even some regular core player's handbook spells are now added to more spell lists. And I'll talk about what I like about this and what I don't like about this in a second. But Bards, uh, specifically, they get the ability... Uh, uh, something, something called Magical Inspiration. This enhances the Bardic Inspiration class feature you get at first level for being a Bard. Um, now, you can also uh, use a Bardic Inspiration. Uh, spellcasters who have Bardic Inspiration die that you've given them can use it to add to the damage or the healing of a spell that they cast. Um, and then they also get a couple more versatility with uh, some spells as well. Um, uh, yes, uh, that's something I should mention too. Some of the classes who don't get the ability to prepare spells, um, so things like uh, Warlock, uh, Sorcerer, Bard, uh, classes like that, now gain this ability called Spell Versatility, which means whenever you finish a long rest, you can replace one spell you know with another spell, uh, which is really uh, quite, quite important. Uh, and it's a pretty big change because you used to just be able to change your spells whenever you gain a level, which obviously doesn't happen too often. But now you can change your spells every long rest. Um, it's still not at all as versatile as, as preparing spells, but it's it's definitely an improvement and makes uh, makes those those kinds of spellcasters a, a lot more versatile. Uh, clerics uh, don't get a lot. They do get some uh, some the ability to like switch out their cantrips or whatever. It's it's not super crazy. Um, once again, more expended spells. The ability to recover a spell slot, uh, to use a channel divinity to do that. Um, and then also, uh, Blessed Strikes, which basically 
um, balances out the Divine Strike or Potent Spellcasting feature you get um, at 8th level, I believe, depending on your domain, your, the, the Cleric domain that you choose. Um, at 8th level, you either get the ability to have your weapon attacks deal more damage or your cantrips deal more damage. Blessed Strikes replaces those features uh, and just says whenever you make an attack with a weapon or a spell, you deal an extra 1d8 radiant damage, and you can do this once per turn. Um, so that's something they get. Once again, I'll talk about if, what I like about this or if I don't like about it in a second. Um, druids don't get much. A little more versatility with cantrips and expanded spell list and the ability to kind of get a little familiar. Um, like cast with a fine familiar spell um, for free, kind of. Um, but uh, instead of wild shaping, but it's not super strong, they, the critter doesn't stay, stay around for too long. Okay, moving on to fighter. What the fighter gets? The fighter gets um, a new fighting style option. Now, there is actually a big chunk of new fighting styles given to Fighter, Ranger, and Paladin near the end of the document, um, which are things like uh, unarmed fighting. Uh, so if you want to hone your skills more as someone who uses their fists or whatever, it's more of a brawler. Um, someone who specializes in thrown weapons, someone who specializes in, in, in protecting uh, their allies, stuff like that. Those new fighting styles are all provided at the bottom of the document. But specifically, Fighters also get the new uh, option to take the superior technique fighting style, um, which is basically like a dumbed-down version of the Battlemaster um, maneuver ability. Um, it, it gives you access to a maneuver from the from the Battlemaster archetype, um, which is one of the, the subclasses in, in the core um, player's handbook. <clears throat> and it also gives a ton of new maneuver options, so whether you take that fighting style to give you access to a maneuver, or you're a Battlemaster and you want some new maneuvers, there are new ones that have to do with being able to ambush, uh, brace against strikes, being able to use, you know, grapple other people, um, snipe, being being be being a better sniper, um, and then also the ability to expend your superiority dice uh, to give you bonuses to charisma checks uh, or like wisdom intelligence kind of checks, um, kind of representing skills outside of combat that you would have specialized in as a battle master. Um, so that's things that fighter gets. Monk doesn't get a lot. Uh, they do get um, an ability that kind of enhances their martial arts, changes how martial arts works a little bit, um, and then also gets a couple new uh, things they can spend key on, um, just making them a little stronger as well. Paladins don't get much. They get the ability to now uh, gain cantrips instead of taking a fighting style, um, which is pretty cool. Talk about why I love that in a second. Expanded spell list, and that's about it. Not 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 too much. Um, Rangers, however, got a huge overhaul in this document. I mean, they have they've they've they by far given the most things um, from from this article, and uh, they're all they're all pretty big. Um, the, I think the the most the most important and the most uh, uh, kind of obvious changes are they get two uh, features: Deft Explorer and Favored Foe which replace the Natural Explorer and the Favored Enemy features. Um, these are features uh, that a Ranger gets at first level. It kind of defines the Ranger having a favored terrain, being able to track better in those terrain, and having a favored enemy and being able to hunt down that enemy better. Um, and these features, everyone uh, who plays d or has, is familiar with the Ranger is like, yeah, these features are pretty cool. They really define the purpose of the Ranger and the archetype of the Ranger, but they're pretty weak and a little, they don't come up really often. 
And um, so there's a lot of complaints on that end. So what this document did was totally overhaul those by replacing them with new features that are much more relevant, um, are much more powerful, um, definitely the favored foe one, which replaces the favored enemy. Instead of just having a certain enemy you're good at like tracking down, now you can cast the Hunter's Mark spell for free a certain amount of times without requiring concentration. It's pretty crazy. Um, makes the Ranger uh, much more powerful. Um, also, the ability to now take uh, a couple Druid cantrips uh, instead of taking a Fighting Style. And then an expanded spell list, um, spell versatility, um, uh, an ability that replaces primeval awareness. Um, instead of getting that ability to like sense creatures around you, you can now instead choose primal awareness, which gives you access to some spells uh, you can cast for free. And then uh, fade away, which at 10th level rangers get a feature called hide in plain sight. You can now replace that with fade away, giving you the ability to become invisible for a short period of time. So all of that, and then also uh, an ability that enhances the Ranger's Companion feature. If you take the Beastmaster, um, the Beastmaster subclass for the Ranger, there's this whole new thing that enhances that ability, um, gives you options to kind of these two kind of generalized uh, a stat blocks for creatures, a flying one and a ground one, um, just to ha enhance it, makes it better. Um, the Ranger gets a ton of new stuff. Um, and, and lots of replacements too, not just things that enhance uh, little tweaks on abilities, balancing balancing stuff, um, but full-on replacements, just getting rid of other abilities if you choose, and instead taking these new ones, um, which is pretty big because it kind of changes the ranger a little bit and, and their focus and kind of what they are. Uh, next we have Rogue, who gets only one thing, which means uh, which is this new uh, enhancement uh, for cunning action. They can now use their cunning action to aim. What that means is you lose all your movement on your turn, so you can't aim if you've already moved, and if once you aim, you can't move anymore for this turn, and it just gives you advantage on your next attack roll. Talk about what I think about that in a second. Sorcerers get expanded spells, spell versatility, um, and a couple more options to font of magic and meta magic. Warlocks uh, also get quite a lot here. They get spell versatility, uh, an expanded spell list, um, uh, lots of new Eldritch invocations, uh, which like basically all of them are tied to a certain pact, require you to have a certain pact, and are just f fantastic. I'll talk about this a little more in a second, but I, I just, I, I really love these uh, new invocations, and a new pact boon option. Um, so they're in, in the core classes, you can just be choose between pact of the blade, pact of the chain, or pact of the tome. Now you can choose pact of the tal talisman. Which is basically you get this access to this talisman, and you can give it to anyone, and whoever's wearing it basically gets a d4 to uh, any ability checks they make um, with a skill they lack proficiency in, um, which is pretty neat. Uh, wizards don't get really a lot. They get some cantrip versatility, an expanded spell list. That's that's about it. Uh, and the expanded spell list is very very minimal, depend uh, you know compared to the other classes. And then of course at the end of the document is the new fighting style options. Increasing, you know, being better at throwing weapons, unarmed fighting, some stuff like that. Okay, that's kind of a breakdown of all of that stuff. Um, and now I kind of want to get on to my review of those features, the document as a whole. Um, okay, starting with what I love. I really like skill and spell versatility. Um, the, the little option to change proficiency in a skill every time you get an ability score improvement... Uh, this doesn't come up really 
very often, right? Only like every four levels or so. And it's just a little tweak um, that just, uh, so it, you know, it's not game breaking or anything, but it just helps players who, you know, make, they, they choose proficiency in a skill at the beginning of the game when they create their character. And it turns out that they're just never using this skill and this whole, this, this getting proficiency in this has kind of gone to waste. Well, they can fix that a little bit um, with this skill versatility. Same with spell versatility. This is pretty, uh, this is a lot more groundbreaking than skill versatility. It's going to come up so much more often. It impacts the game in a much bigger way than skill versatility. Um, but it allows, it, it's the same concept. It allows these classes who don't get to choose what spells they prepare every long rest. They're, they're locked in with just these spells that they've chosen um, when they gain a level. Um, now being able to just change that just a little bit, just switch out one spell for another every long rest really helps them be able to fix some poor decisions they made early game, taking some spells they didn't realize that they weren't going to use ever, um, and even giving them that edge they, if they know what they're, gonna, what, they're get, what they're getting into the next day, a spell that they might need the next day, they can make that little switch over that long rest to help them um, in, in you know, the next step of their adventure or their game plan. So I, I, I really like those. I like that you're able to fix these, these decisions that you made earlier in the game when you didn't really understand maybe the campaign setting or your character or whatever. Just being able to just make those tweaks and, and fix it, uh, make, you know, you feel more relevant and the, the choices that you've made in your skills and your spells more relevant. Um, I, I really like that. The other thing I love is the new fighting styles. Um, if you listen to my, uh, my class spotlight on the fighter, I do like fighting styles a lot. I like that it's something you can take at early levels to kind of hone in your character's focus in combat. Um, once again, they're not super uh, crazy. They're not super altering to what your character can do uh, in combat, but it just gives you that little edge when doing that certain thing in combat, whether it's attacking with heavy weapons, with two weapons, with ranged weapons, or being better protected, being able to use a shield better, all that kind of stuff. I like having more fighting style options, being able to hone your focus in, in more different areas within combat, whether it's throwing weapons, you know, brawling, whatever it is. I really like that. Um, because it, it's a little tweak you get. It's, it's more options you get without having to take a feat, right? Um, the other thing I love is just more cantrips for just all around. Uh, they don't actually include any new spells or new cantrips in the document, but they give uh, classes access to cantrips. So like rangers and, and paladins now gain access to cantrips uh, instead of choosing a fighting style. And clerics and uh, there, there's another class I can't remember. Clerics and druid, I believe, um, now can switch out their cantrips. Um, every, I think every level, every every time they get a level, they can switch out their cantrips, um, which once again just helps with uh, being able to fix those decisions you made early game. You're never using these cantrips, so being able to make that switch into things that are more relevant and you'll be able to use more often, it's just really helpful for players. Makes them feel better about themselves, um, and. Cantrips for rangers and paladins is just really cool. Um, uh, I like I like rangers and paladins and the, how like they have like this kind of lesser spell casting um, and giving them cantrips I think is just really cool uh, and I like that a lot. I also like the barbarian and the bard features. Those two classes don't really get a ton in this, um, but I do like what they get and I don't think it's super game breaking or super controversial or anything. I think it's just all around like everyone can just agree like this is good. Um, for the barbarian it's just those two replacement features. Um, which basically just giving them more options, um, which is great um, because I think the Barbarian is kind of one of those classes that's pretty railroaded into their focus. 
you go into a rage at the beginning of combat, you wade right into the center of combat, you just whack the the craze the scariest monster with your axe. Um, and giving them these these kind of different options can change them, give a little more tactical advantage, some more options in combat. And I, I like that a lot for, for, for the barbarians. And of course, the bard can finally inspire spellcasters and have it mean something. Um, I just, I really like that like they can add this, the bardic inspiration to their healing, to their damage. It's just this little edge, this little enhancement that can just really go a long way uh, and just help in you know, groups with lots of spellcasters and, you know, the bard, bard feeling like his inspiration is actually doing something. Um, I just, I really like that a lot. It's a little, little tweak, um, but, but it's really cool. Um, the ranger overhaul, fantastic. Ranger is one of the weakest classes in the, in the whole, in the whole game. Um, and having these new replacements and things, um, <clears throat> not only give, give you as a ranger more options to be able to choose between these two features when you get to this level, um, but most likely you're going to choose the new features because they're much more powerful and much more relevant. Um, I really, I just really like the the everything they did to the ranger. Um, I just think it's cool. the The thing about the beastmaster and those those new stat blocks, they're a little weird to me. I don't really know my opinion on them yet. Um, obviously, I've seen none of these things in action. Um, like really, no one has because they just released this. This is meant for playtesting material. That's the point of Arcana. Um, so all of my opinions obviously are coming from a place I haven't seen any of these in actions because this was just released recently. Um, and this ranger companion thing seems a little strange to me. I think it makes it more powerful. I think it makes the, the, the Beastmaster, um, subclass more powerful, um, uh, which is great because it, it's, it's quite, it's quite a weak subclass, definitely compared to like the Hunter, um, the other subclass that you can choose as a ranger, but... Yeah, that I'm a little on the edge with that one. That one's a little strange to me. But in all, I think the Ranger overhaul, I love that they spent time on the Ranger, fixed the class, made it more balanced, made it stronger. I, I, I love it a lot. Really like the Ranger. And, and also, they haven't really deviated the focus of what a Ranger is. They've just made these features now more relevant to the game and that will actually come up often in the game. So the Ranger feels useful and helpful and that these features are actually doing something for them. Um, so yeah, Ranger Overhaul, great. Love that. And I also love the little buffs on these Sorcerers and Warlocks. Um, anytime you get more options, that gives you a little bit of an edge, makes it a little stronger. Um, and giving Sorcerers and Warlocks new options when it comes to Eldritch Invocations or Metamagic or whatever it is. Um, once again, Sorcerers and Warlocks are not, are not, uh, you know, I, I think they're quite powerful in the game. Warlock is definitely on the weaker end. Um, of the classes, uh, and, and sorcerer sometimes uh, is weaker than than the wizard or, or a cleric or whatever. And giving them these new options just helps them get a little bit stronger. Um, and so, yeah, I think that's really cool because I love those two classes, and I love the things that. Uh, what I really love about this document is the things that make each class unique, and different, and stand out. They really uh, stick to those, and they really just enhance those, and 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 uh, keep those in mind when making these changes, and I really like that. I think that's really cool. Um, so, yeah, for the sorcerers, um, you know, spellcasters who are able to, you know, maybe have access to less spells, or are their spells aren't as, as powerful, they're not good in, co as good in combat as, like, clerics or whatever, but the sorcerers being able to, you know, change their magic in a certain way, be able to cast two spells in a turn, be able to uh, quicken a spell, increase the range of a spell, like, the, the things that sorcerers get, 
um, you know, the thing that makes sorcerers unique as spellcasters is the way they can they can shift their magic and, and morph it. And they're just building on that, giving them more options uh, in that regard, which is great. And with the Warlock, their little invocations, uh, the Pact feature, um, just building on that, uh, those are things that make the Warlock unique and just including more of those, more options. I think it's just really cool and it's just uh, really, really, really uh, goes a long way for people playing Sorcerers and Warlocks who, you know, who really care about getting those new options, getting, uh, you know, feeling feeling a little more powerful and such. Okay, that's what I love, which is a lot. I, I really I really do like this. Um, but now to some things I don't love, some things I don't like uh, as much. The first, and I think this is something that really stood out to me when I first read through this document, um, I've read through it a couple times now, is the wizard hate. Um, I think with all the greatness that this is giving to spellcasters, and the versatility and all that kind of stuff. It's great for a lot of reasons, like I've mentioned, and a lot of those things I love, but it's kind of a little anti-wizard. The strength that the wizard has is now kind of these other classes are kind of gaining access to those strengths as well. What makes a wizard so strong and so powerful, these other classes are kind of getting access to that as well. And the wizard barely got any love um, in in this this document, which I think is fine. The wizard's very strong. It's a very powerful class. I don't think it really needs a lot of changes. There's lots of options you have as a wizard. Um, there's already a ton of versatility with it. I think it's it's fine. It didn't really need to be altered that much. Um, so I'm fine with it barely getting anything in this document. I think I think that's totally fine. What though I I did recognize, and once again, maybe this isn't a big deal. We haven't really seen any of these things in, in, in action yet, so we're not really sure how big of an effect this will make. But, the because wizards um, thrive off the fact of their versatility and their options, that's why people play wizards, that's why they're so powerful, they have access to most of the spells in the game. More spells than any other class. Um, they have access to, like, eight different subclasses um, that, that that's focused on the, the certain kind of magic, whether it's transmutation or evocation. They have this spell book where they can collect spells and they can just know tons and tons of spells. And this versatility and all this kind of stuff is what makes the wizard so strong and so powerful. And now with this, giving the other spellcasters more versatility, more options, expanded spell lists, it seems to be taking away a lot of what makes the wizard unique and what makes the wizard so powerful. Now, once again, the wizard is already a very strong class. So, though this isn't really nerfing it necessarily, it is kind of making them a little weaker just because now that they're giving this new versatility and this, this new power to the other classes. Um, in that regards, it is kind of in a way nerfing the wizard, making it less appealing. And once again, don't know how this is going to play out, don't know if this is going to really make a big impact if this is just from how I from reading the document I feel like this is going to be a big deal maybe it's totally not going to be it just seems to me the wizard is not getting a lot of love in be, with these changes which is sad because the wizard is an awesome class and so many of these of these other classes are benefiting from this document and, and getting the, what makes their class unique and what makes their class awesome and why people play their class is getting more defined and more powerful with this document. And I love that. And it just seems the opposite for the wizard a little bit to me. 
Um, so once again, time will tell. We'll see how this plays out. But that is one thing that I didn't, that I, do, I don't like um, about this. Another thing is uh, maneuvers and the Battlemaster archetype. I do really like the fighting style that the fighter gets to be able to choose a maneuver and use that maneuver. It just makes it a little more tactical in combat. Fantastic. One of the things about playing a fighter, the downside of playing a fighter is how combat can get kind of monotonous. You don't have a ton of options in combat. You're still powerful, but you just kind of do the same things. It can get kind of boring or repetitive. And maneuvers can really help change that and, and make it more uh, uh, fun for fighters, giving them more options in combat, make, giving them a little more tactical. Uh, I think that's great. Uh, I, I think that, that, that that's awesome. That's awesome. Um, fixing up that, that weakness, that downside of the fighter. However, the Battlemaster archetype, the Battlemaster subclass for the fighter, is already super strong. It's one of the most powerful subclasses in the whole game. It eclipses all the other fighter ar uh, archetypes by far. It's extremely powerful. Um, what I, I love what it does to the fighter. Once again, it gives the fighter so much versatility and more tactical options and stuff, and I love that it does that. However, it is just so strong. And I talked about this in my class spotlight on the fighter. It's just a very, very strong subclass. I, 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 I really think it is. I mean, maybe it's just from my experience and from what I've seen. But, you know, maybe everyone else is like, no, Battlemaster is fine and balanced. From what I've seen and from what I can tell, it's, it's very strong. And this, um, this, 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 on our third this document gives tons of new maneuvers therefore making the Battlemaster archetype that more powerful gives them more options of things they can do um and i just don't know if the Battlemaster really needs that it's already strong um i think the Battlemaster, if anything needs to be nerfed um once again i love the concept of the Battlemaster. i think it's a very good concept fighters need that uh, the ability to be able to have tactical decisions and have options in combat to keep playing the class fun and the, fight, the new fighting style that gives you access to a single maneuver, great. Love it. I think it's fantastic. Lo absolutely love that. Um, however, doing that and including these new maneuvers just makes the Battlemaster archetype that much stronger. And I just I don't like that because I think it's already a very strong subclass. Um, and the final things are just the... These are not super big. I just They irked me a little bit. The Cleric and the Monk buffs. These buffs aren't too huge, just little enhancements on a couple key features, but makes Clerics and Monks stronger, and I don't really think they, those classes needed any help in that regards. I think Cleric especially is one of the most strong, strongest classes in the game. Monk is also up there. Monk is, Monk is pretty strong. Um, definitely get to higher levels. I mean, Monk is absolutely crazy. And um, these new buffs just make them stronger, and I just don't think they needed that. Um, I love this document because it helps balance things out more. Definitely when it comes to, like, the Ranger and the Warlock and the Sorcerer. Balancing, that, balancing the classes out more, great. I think these classes should be balanced. But giving Cleric and Monk's buff when they're already quite powerful classes, I just, I just don't think they needed that. And I think it's kind of taking away from the purpose of the uh, document. Definitely because Clerics um, and Monks already have... Tons of options of versatility. I mean, this document really is about options and versatility. That's really what it's focused on. And Clerics and Monks just have a ton of that already. And so, I don't know. 
it's not it's not too big the changes aren't like super big doesn't make them extremely powerful but it just makes them a little bit more powerful and i think that's just kind of kind of a uh kind of kind of a downer because they're already quite powerful classes and i don't think they really need much from this document i don't think they were the classes that were supposed to be getting things out of this document things like the ranger and stuff were the ones who should be benefiting from this from this unearthed arcana from this concept of variance enhancements replacements um and i i yeah i don't know uh, okay, now, there's two things that I'm unsure about, still. Uh, I don't especially love them, don't especially not love them, I just, I don't really have an opinion on them yet. The first is the aim feature for the rogue. The ability to get that advantage on your attack if you forego your movement. Um, I think some people may think this is much stronger than it actually is. Um, when I first read this, I was like, that seems extremely strong. Now that I've thought about it more, I don't think it actually is. Because obviously... Giving you advantage, therefore, gives you uh, sneak attack. Um, and sneak attack is very strong. Lots of damage. If you play a rogue or s someone in your party plays a rogue, excuse me, you know that sneak attack is strong and <laughs> deals lots of damage. And this aim ability is, you know, gives you advantage on an attack. Um, so it not only increases your chances of hitting, obviously, because it's advantage, also gives you that access to sneak attack. Um, I think people will talk about this one quite a lot. I think a lot of people are going to think it's too strong, because at first glance it does seem pretty strong. But, now that I've thought about it, I actually don't think it's too crazy. Um, I think that, um, you know, already that uh, Rogue should basically be getting a sneak attack every turn. That's literally how the class was designed. Uh, Jeremy Crawford uh, was talking about how the Rogue was designed to be able to have sneak attack every turn, being able to gain access to sneak attack every turn. And um, I think for certain, um, in certain scenarios, in certain party makeups, and someone's playing a rogue, they are not getting sneak attack every turn. There's not a big fighter or a tank who will always be, uh, uh, you know, engaged with an enemy, and so therefore they get sneak attack. Um, some rogues, people want to build rogues as more snipers, people who stay in the back. And, uh, you know, being able to, they're not going to be using their movement, so just forego that to be able to get an advantage, hit that strike, get that sneak attack, I think is cool. Um, I don't actually think this is too powerful um, or or too too game changing. I think it just gives a little more versatility to the rogue. Um, but saying that, I'm still not really sure how this will impact the game. Um, it may actually turn out to be really powerful. It may turn out to no one will ever use it. Um, it is only an enhancement, so it's just like a new option. It's not like it replaces anything. Um, so you know, just people will people will just be able to use it if they want to. Um, so we'll see how it turns out, but I'm kind of unsure about what that is, if whether I really like it or not, whether I think it's too strong or not, I guess only time will tell. The second thing I'm uh, unsure about is expanded spell lists. Um, yeah, I don't really know, know about my opinion on this. Once again, this document is about versatility, more options, and giving spellcasters, op uh, you know, access to, uh, other spells that they were, didn't have access to before. It gives them more options and versatility. Um, but saying that, I don't know. Once again, it takes a little bit away from the from the wizard. The wizard is is crazy because it has access to so many spells. But uh, but because of this expanded spell list, and now all these other classes are also getting access to lots of spells, I don't know. Takes a little bit away from the from the wizard, I, like I said. Um, and I think I, I don't know. I, I think a, a lot of these spellcasting classes actually gain access to new spells depending on what subclass they choose 
Um, like for clerics, depending on the domain you choose, you gain access to a couple of new spells um, that that are not already in your class list. Um, and this is true for a lot of spellcasting classes. And so expanding these spell lists even more, I don't know. I, I don't know. I think we'll kind of have to see how, how this one plays out. Like I said, I'm kind of unsure about it. Um, but it does seem to me to make spellcasters a, a little stronger and make the wizard a, a little less unique and take a, a little bit away from, from, from their strengths. So, yeah, I'm unsure about this one. I don't know how this one's going to play out here. Okay, so this has been released, and there's been a lot of talk about it because it's, it's pretty big, um, and there's been some controversy over it, uh, mostly on people, two sides, people who are praising it, loving what it provides, loving the concept, and people who are against it and don't like it, um, and this is especially coming from Dungeon Masters. And I love this document, um, but I can see where Dungeon Masters are coming from and what their argument is. Basically, people are saying that, you know, their player characters are... The, the, sorry, their players are not coming to them saying, like, you know, this is just a document that's helping balance the game and stuff and giving more options. I should be able to get access to this. And sometimes Dungeon Masters don't like it. They want to just keep it to the core classes. They don't like Unearthed Arcana in general. They don't like playtest material. And this thing kind of seems to be, like... As a player, seeing this document, you want to implement it. Obviously, it's giving you more options, more versatility, making you a little stronger depending on, you know, depending on what class you are. Um, and you're going to want to use this, obviously. Um, definitely for more experienced or veteran players who want more options and stuff, you're definitely going to want to use this document. Bring, bring this to Dungeon Master. Hey, let's, I want to implement this because I want these options and stuff. And for Dungeon Masters, um, that's, some of them can be like, hey... I don't really want this in my game. I like the player, the, the core classes, how they are. I like already the things that are in the player's handbook. And this thing is just now causing players to come to me and like complain about it and want these options, kind of feel entitled to these options and stuff. And um, yeah, so there's been some kind of controversy over this. Um, one thing that I think should be noted that I was just thinking about is that if you do use this Unearthed Arcana, if you use this article, you have to use it in every aspect of the game and for every player character. It's not like the other Unearthed Arcanas where a, a player may come to you and say, hey, I want to use this new subclass that they released in Unearthed Arcana. Um, and you're like, you look it over, you're like, hey, that seems balanced. Sure, go ahead and, and use it. Um, this just affects that one player character because they came to you and said, hey, I want to use this subclass or whatever. But if you use this Unearthed Arcana, you have to use it for every player character in every aspect of the game. Um, you know, if, if, a single, if one player comes to you and says, hey, I want access to these options, to these enhancements, you, you can't really just give it to them. That's unfair. Um, so you have to give it to everyone at the table. So this it can be a good or a bad thing, depending on how you look at it, but I think it's just something that should be noted. This is a unique Unearthed Arcana um, and playtest uh, article because it impacts every player character at the table, enhances all their features. Uh, well, not, not all their features, but you know, it enhances the features of every player character at the table, gives everyone these new options, Um so just, 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 you know, I, I think that should be noted that if this is something that if you're going to implement, you really have to implement in every aspect and for every player character. Um, also kind of controversial over like, uh, just kind of fundamentally changing these core classes with these enhancements. Um, I understand a lot that a lot of them were balancing things, um, a little more versatility or whatever. Um, but it's just kind of changing the, the, these core classes and a lot of, not a lot of people like that. And they're kind of against that. Um, so that's kind of some controversy. Um, obviously, you've heard me just break some of these down. Maybe you've read the document for yourself already. Um, 
So you might have your own opinion on it, uh, what you think about it. Um, but I think the final note that, that, that I'm going to be talking about here, um, then that I think is, is something that's probably going to be talked about a lot in the community uh, soon, if it's not already being talked about right now, is what this article means for the future of 5th edition. Like I said, I love this on Arthur Kenna. I love the doors that it opens. It solves many of the problems of 5th edition um, that, 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 that the game has now, and it's kind of backed itself into a corner, right? 5th edition is like, hey, this is D&D. You can pick it up, learn it. It's simplistic. It's refined. It's uncomplicated. And it's great. I love that about 5th edition. But they've kind of stuffed themselves into a, a corner of being this very simplistic smooth whatever game lacking complexity lacking options stuff like that and people who play fifth edition for a while um like me and my friends are like hey i love this game it's great but it's just too simple there's not enough options and that's why we're, we're trying out things like pathfinder and other other role-playing games um the what that provide the, that 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 uh you know, those those things that that we want those new options um more complexity in combat, more tactical choices you can make. Um, because once again, I th- like I mentioned a, l- a lot um, in this podcast, I think 5th edition is great. I love what it's done to the community. I love how it's normalized tabletop RPGs. I love how it's getting st- so many people into the community because of its sim- sim- um, it being simplistic and stuff. But it's kind of backed itself into a little corner here. But with this new Unearthed Arcana, it's kind of opened up this door to maybe solving this issue. Um... You know, this is something that's very, extremely appealing to veteran experienced players. People who want more options, more versatility, want these classes to be more balanced. That is what this, this, this article provides. And, and I think it's, it's kind of, um, you know, I don't want to say anything concrete, but it's, it's kind of pointed towards an advanced version of 5th edition, if that makes sense. Like a, a, a second player's handbook um, um, of sorts that, you know, that might come out in the near future um where yeah fifth edition is fine we're going to keep all those same books um all those same rules but now there's this new there's this there's this version of fifth edition that makes changes to and enhances things already in the core game and with all the rules and stuff that they've already set down that allows the game to be played in a more advanced way right um, more options for players, more complexity in combat, more detail when it comes to rules, things like that, that enhance, replace, uh, uh, you know, are variants to things that already exist in 5th edition, but these changes that a gaming group can implement to make their game more complex, more detailed, more options, more tactical, if that's what they desire, because I think that's a big weak spot of 5th edition, and this has kind of opened the door to solving that issue and i think that's pretty important and something that should definitely be recognized um you know this unearth arcana is is fine uh it's 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 cool it's already kind of big as it is and being able to implement these features as they are but it, it 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 it's kind of opening the door to this new world of possibilities of kind of an advanced version of the game you know maybe they can take this concept and change and use it on other aspects of the game monsters um, combat rules, things that enhance or replace rules already set down in 5th edition to allow more versatility, to allow more options, to allow more complexity. And I think that's really fantastic. 
That's something that should definitely be noted, and I think Wizards of the Coast needs to recognize that and really take that into consideration. Um, because I think it's a weak spot that 5th edition has, and this might be the solution. So, there's some speculation on what the future, what this might hold for class variants and just 5th edition as a whole. Um, I would I would love for them to keep releasing things like this, not just in class features, but in other aspects of the game. It would be amazing if they released a second player's handbook that kind of um, allows this advanced version of the game. I think that's great, and I think Wizards of the Coast is on the right track with this. This NS Arcana is crazy. It's eventful. There's some things that I like about it, some things that I don't like about it, um, but uh, I, I think it really opens the door to, to some new possibilities, and I think we should be excited for that. Okay, guys, that brings us to the end of today's episode. Um, this one was a lot of fun to make. It, it's just, you know, it's kind of deviating away from what I usually do. Just being able to get my opinion out on uh, out about this new thing and talk about this new thing. Um, I, I This is super interesting to me. I, I love the stuff uh, that Wizards of the Coast is doing with 5th edition, with Dungeons & Dragons. Um, and I'd love to connect with you guys as well about all of this. So, if you want to have a conversation with me about this, if you have some questions, uh, you're excited to talk about things like this, or really just anything, uh, want some input on the podcast, whatever it is, you can go ahead and follow it at uh, on Instagram um, at uh, d20 underscore academy. I'm doing tons of stuff there. Um, you can get updates on the podcast. You can connect with me there. We can have a conversation. Um, it's going to be great. There's a lot of other things I'm also doing with the D20 Academy brand. I'm working on this this this, this video course to help new Dungeon Masters. I'm doing kind of stuff also beside the podcast. So if you want to keep up with that, if you want to if you want to get involved with all that kind of stuff, you can go ahead and follow uh, follow us on Instagram at D20 underscore Academy. Okay, but uh, that's this episode. Uh, that's that's the end of this one. Hopefully you guys learned something. Hopefully this was interesting to you. Um, definitely go check it out. Uh, Unearth Arcana class features. Um, the article, uh, go ahead and, and look at it. Uh, you know, maybe you'll use it in your game, maybe you won't, whatever it is. Um, hopefully this, this episode, uh, uh, was helpful for you guys, and I will, uh, see you guys next week.